0: sports leader, the team. Nine o'clock. How you doing? Happy Patchy Friday. We celebrate the start of the weekend right here on the Jim Davis show. I'm Jim, by the way, along with Cake from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Randy Gratishar, finally into the Pro Football Hall of Fame official word came last night. NFL honors in Las Vegas that uh, Gratisar will become the 16th Bronco in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Your reaction to that today? Nuggets get a big win last night in L.A. against the Lakers. Very emotional night with the unveiling of the Kobe Bryant statue. Nuggets go in and get the job done with uh, Jamal Murray leading the way with 29 points in the Denver victory. Avs lose their third straight. Power play continues to be a problem coming out of the All-Star break. Also, your predictions for Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and the 49ers. We'll have uh, our picks coming up a little bit. See, I did text the Buckeye, but I saw where Tim is going to give uh, Buckeye a little uh, little grief. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Tim was our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway winner. So um, Buckeye will be calling in, by the way. Okay. He will be joining us. I believe uh, the Pope will be in studio coming up after a bit. All right, so we'll get some of your text off the team line in just a moment, which is 970-242-1340. We have Howard from Fruita, our resident Broncos historian. And Howard, uh, a happy Friday and a very, very right. happy Friday for those of us in Broncos country that have long um, uh, waited for, like Randy Gratishar has, his spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it will finally happen coming up this August.
1: Very much so. This is the first time that I, we can talk about Greta without me blowing my stack and having you holding up the phone about a foot away from your ear.
0: Yeah, we can. We can both be very, very happy about this. We can talk about how long overdue it is, but uh, but it's finally going to happen with uh, Randy going to the pro going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, selected to the seniors committee, and uh, Steve McMichael, uh, of course, with uh, the Bears, great uh, will also be one of those players inducted in the pro football hall of fame but uh, but for you with randy gratishar just a couple of takeaways howard about uh, his incredible career
1: he had he had lateral movement that nobody else had in pro football and i still maintain that when you talk about a goal line stand you'd always have that running back trying to hurdle the pile he would meet that running back and push him back he had he had instincts he was a smart player he also, uh, I think uh, his final stats on interceptions was 21. I remember a 1978 game when or 1980 game against Cleveland, and you can look it up in the stats on Pro Reference. You know the stats on the on the scoring. He ran back an interception 91 yards for a touchdown. I mean that that that's just incredible. Um, he was a great team player. He 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 was you know like like I said he was smart. Every asset of his game was first rate. Everyone
0: to me, one of the best goal line linebackers you're ever going to find. I mean, he Absolutely. had a nose for the football. He uh, he could he could look at a you know a blocking scheme and a, and a goal line you know you know offensive play, diagnose it, find a crease, get into the backfield, make a play. He's just to me one of the most uh, remarkable guys when it came to his ability to to get, you know, to knife into a backfield and make a play in a, in a goal-line situation.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a quick word on McMichael. It's sad that he's in the shape that he won't even be able to participate in the festivities at, at Canton uh, in August. The ALS that he's got, Lou Gehrig's disease, he's pretty much bedridden now, but at least he's aware of the fact that he was able to get in. Yeah,
0: that's, that, that's, I mean,
1: that, that's a plus there. One one other quick note. Next Thursday, I'd like to do a uh, uh, an AFL trivia thing and tell you a little bit about Art Powell. But uh, the one thing that kind of confused me was not only not only not voting in a coach, but Buddy Parker doesn't ring a bell with anybody on that selection committee because he goes back to the '40s and the '50s. And I'm not saying he's not deserving, but uh, what about Reeves Shanahan? Marty Shanahan
0: should be, Shanahan should be to me the next coach that goes in. I I just feel like that when Mike did back to back Super Bowl wins. Not that not that Dan doesn't deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame, but I, I just feel like that that Mike Shanahan certainly from a Broncos perspective. And 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 I think after that it's Rod Smith. I think it's Tom Nalen. Uh, I yes. still I still have a, an affinity for Louis Wright from that Orange Crush defense, which had so many talented players with you know. Bob Swinson, Joe Rizzo, obviously Lyle Alzado, uh, Latimer. I mean, there were so many talented players. Steve Foley, uh, but Louis Wright to me was one of one of the best defensive backs in the league in the nineteen seventies, and, and a guy that that should be probably in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Don't know if it will happen for him, but um, but to me, Mike Shanahan should be the next guy that goes in.
1: And don't forget Carl Mecklenburg. Here's his stats: four time All Pro. Uh, second team All Pro, six time Pro Bowler. He he's got the stats to back that up. He's the only he's, he's the only defensive player that I can know of where he started at all seven positions, on the line and linebacker. I mean that's and I think that's that, the that, thing
0: that hurts him though too is that that he, yeah. he wasn't he, he was a tweener like AJ Dewey who was kind of the, the little you know the Dolphins uh, linebackers a little bit of a precursor to Carl that I, I think that that may that might hurt him a little bit. Um, but I, I agree that the the snow goose certainly uh, deserves uh, some consideration for that. But when you look at Rod Smith's numbers, Rod Smith should be in the Hall of Fame. Sure I, mean, he he just, I mean, undrafted, uh, his numbers are comparable. I get it with some of the guys from the from the '70s, and it was a different era in terms of throwing the football. But I, I thought Rod made made the, the case for himself, where he talked about how great Terrell Davis was and how great that running game was. He was a thousand yard receiver. Led the Broncos in receiving. Was Shannon Sharp and Ed McCaffrey, by the way, had a thousand yes. yard receiving year, back to back years, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And considering how run heavy that zone blocking scheme that team was. That that says a lot about Rod Smith and his ability to make plays and making a lot of hay while the sun was out, as my my pappy used to say. I, I just you bet. I just feel like that the more you look at it, because at one point I'm like I don't know if Rod Smith's numbers are good enough, and the more you look at him. Yeah, he he probably should be a Pro Football Hall of Famer.
1: An undrafted player who uh, spent his college years at a black college, signed as a free agent. Th- that should that should remind people about Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson went through the same thing, but sure. Drew I think was drafted by the Cowboys, maybe like second or third. And, but with with Rod, he was a walk on. You know, that, that's that's just that's just incredible.
0: Yeah, to, to be uh, an undrafted rookie and to do what he did. And to be as big a part of those Broncos championship teams as he was, uh, to, to not have him in there to me is still a a disservice bet, to him. You bet.
1: Well, listen, I'll, I'll let me just make one quick prediction on here, and, okay, and I'll, I'll call you next Thursday and talk a little bit about AFL stuff. Okay, sure. Uh, it's it's a Jim. It's a coin flip. Uh, I think this game will go into overtime. I think both quarterbacks will just light it up. I think there will be a thousand yards total offense uh, when when the game is finally done. My heart says Frisco because of Shanahan, John Lynch. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I think Casey takes it in overtime, 30 to 27.
0: All right. Howard, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Sunday. Always appreciate it.
1: All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Always love listening to you guys.
0: Well, thank you. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. All right. Howard from Fruta, taking us down memory lane with Randy Gratishar. All right. We'll have our picks coming up, but he's already here bright and early. Look at it. Sporting. The kind of uh, you got you got your got Starbucks going there. Okay, very good. Got the Pope in with us. Yes, Petey, always always looking dapper. I like the like the button down kind of the the Ravens purple with a little white, a little gray. Uh, sorry, it's, right. it's blue. Is it blue? I'm it's sorry. blue. I'm look, they look kind of purple over here. Yeah, I don't that's know
2: all right. It's all, all right. right. It's pur- nice to be here with the team, man.
0: Well, it's good to have you in. Yes. Yeah. I, I thanks for to the get, invite yeah no problem I, I thought you might be wearing some some Ravens colors but uh, I well, guess you're right that, I'm, that I'm is still in mourning I'm still in morning. I know. I know
3: yeah but your quarterback won MVP last night so oh he yeah. did oh
2: okay he did <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it
0: yeah he won Lamar won his second MVP last night nice nice yeah. nice yeah so what's it look like next year for you guys I mean you're right I mean the pieces are there 29 free agents Ooh. Yeah, That's, I mean, 22. 22 free
2: agents. That's that's a lot. That's going to be a big yeah. turnover.
0: But a lot of core guys, obviously, Stars oh, yeah. Lamar and oh, yeah. say Flowers' development. Safe
2: Flowers, Kyle Hamilton, and uh, Rokon Smith, they're going to be all right. Yeah, they'll be okay. They'll, they'll be, be okay.
0: They'll be all right. Yeah. All right. I want to get to a couple of texts here. Uh, we'll also have our uh, conversation K had with Isaac Jessup of the CMU Mavericks. Yes. But uh, Guru Gary, we've got to set the stage here since the Guru did mention it is Apache Friday, by the way. Happy Apache Friday. Congrats, 53, way overdue. He was way better linebacker than those Steelers that got in early. As far as others, yes, on Tom Nalen, I go back farther. To the best wide receiver in the first five years of the AFL, Lionel Taylor, Is there's more yes. consideration. He was tremendous. Uh, more consideration, support from the Broncos organization to push the committee for his consideration. That's a good one as well. More Orange Crush guys too. Louis Wright for sure. Billy Thompson was great, and Reuben Carter. Ruben Carter was great as well. There was a, that was uh, I'm I've always been a big Dennis Smith fan. Not that we're not the Orange Crush era, but obviously you know into the '80s.
2: And you know with the. Jim, I think one thing that hurts the Denver Broncos, they're just not a major media market. I think that kind of hurts them that they're just not like New York, L.A., Chicago. I think just because it's Denver. Not that nobody likes Denver because the Orange Crush was just fantastic and everything around that, and even the two Super Bowl runs. They were absolutely fantastic. And you know, I'm not even
0: a Bronco fan. Sure, but I'll tell you, John Elway has changed changed the dynamic, though. Yeah. Changed the narrative about the Broncos. Yes, he did. And if you want to give one guy credit for getting a lot of players in, like a Floyd Little and others, John's a guy that probably deserves a lot of credit for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he... The controversy over him not wanting to, and his dad not wanting to play for Frank Kush and the Colts, him getting traded, going to Denver, and then taking the Broncos to all those Super Bowls, and then of course the back-to-back wins in '97 and '98. I think it did kind of open the door for for the nation to go, okay, this, and and then the Broncos get Peyton Manning, and Manning does what he did, and you're right, you know, not being a major media market, or you know, as the late you know Floyd Little said, "Little Cowtown." Then when he went there from Syracuse, that certainly and and, and Floyd deserves some credit for that, too, because Floyd was such talent and he was that team before there was a John Elway. It was Floyd Little who was the man. When you thought about the Broncos, you thought about Floyd Little and what he did. But uh, but Elway's the guy that really kind of changed the whole narrative of that. But you make an excellent point on that, Petey, that uh, that it's the market size does have a a factor in that. Uh, Eric and Cedar Edge. I don't think there was anyone better than Randy Gratishar filling a hole and sticking opposing running backs on third or fourth and ones. It was awesome to watch. He was incredible in short yardage, goal line situation, short yardage. There was few guys better than number 53 for the Denver Broncos. All nine right, twelve, 9-12, and uh, Buckeye's going to join us a little bit uh, to get his picks. Just to let you know, you got, what, 11 we're doing? We're picking yeah. the game, and we have... Like 10 prop bets we're doing all as right. well. So, yeah, right. so,
3: so Petey, as it stands right now, um, you're in third place uh, and I'm in the caboose.
0: No
2: way.
3: Uh, yeah, but here's the deal. Buckeye Boy is 10 games up on me. Oh my goodness. So That stinks. Uh, it it kind of does. But so I figured, you know, we'll do some evil genius math. If he has <laughs> 10 picks ahead of me, We'll do 11 total predictions in the hopes of some sort of chaos at the very end. So, of Okay, here's our,
0: my question. So, Here's your question. Are you going to pick the opposite of him in every single one to try to go <laughs> pedal to the metal uh, to, to try to beat him? Or will you go, I just want to make it close and I want to make it respectable. There's ones here that I know... I'm, I'm, it's, there's no way I'm going to, to win this particular pick. It's, it's out there in left field. I, are you going to lay up like, you know, in golf? You're going to lay up a little bit or are you, are you going to go for the pin? You're going to, you going to go big or go home on this.
3: I will let you know when we get to it.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, way to go, so, buddy. So, so, how many games is Petey out?
3: Uh, he is nine.
0: Okay. So, you're a little bit in the same, that's all right, Same boat as when I'm four back, right? Correct. Okay. All right. So, like I said earlier, if it was me, if I was the Buckeye boy and I had a four-game lead, I would be losing my mind over this. We would we'd have a problem. <laughs> we might have fisticuffs out by by the dumpster. That's why okay? I'm glad there's this glass partition here. But considering that I'm in second place and I'm four games out, I applaud what you're doing, sir. Well, thank I think this you, is brilliant. <laughs> thank I think this you is very much. To do. This is fantastic. <laughs>
2: That's great, man.
0: All right, so what we'll do is we'll do we'll have uh, Isaac Jessup coming up a little bit. We're we'll a little bit long on time here. So uh, we'll take a break, and coming up next, uh, we'll have our picks. We'll dive into it, four-down territory. You can can stick around for four-down territory as well. Uh, That's coming up on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
2: Yeah, I think they're, like, the best on the radio. At least at the
4: pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on
0: Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with Cake. Petey Pope in with us today. The Pope, His Eminence. Yes, sir. Gracing us with his presence today. Thank you, Jim. So I uh, sent a text out to Buckeye. So we're going a little bit early, so he might not have been... Nah, I bet that's him right now. Entirely prepared for this. So uh, retirement, how's it going for you? We talked a little bit about it. It's
2: Yeah, it's going really well, man. I, I've been... Uh, uh, Mama had us do a really nice project she wanted new bedroom furniture, and I said, well, why don't we get the carpet done? So we slopped up the house, packed up the house, and got new bedroom furniture and new carpet. All and, right. Man, that's a honeydew from <laughs> another planet. <laughs> but it was good. But, but you got the time to do it, though. You got now. the time to do it, and we did it together, which oh, was really cool. Nice. The two that's of us, nice. we did it together, man. And well, good. like I said, Mama, she retired on the same day that I did, and so it's been really good.
0: Well, really good, good for you, man. I enjoy it. Well-deserved. Thank you. All the years that uh, you had to help take care of the little Darwins there oh, at the yeah. district. And oh, yeah. Little darling. Make sure those labs are, are <laughs> up to snuff and up to specification and everything. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a rare Friday appearance from the Buckeye boy. Buckeye, how are you? Oh, you know, I woke up early for this. <laughs> well, gee, thanks for waking up early at 9 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, boy, Scott else talking some smack about you today, man. Things I go well at bowling last night or what? What was going on?
4: No, they put it to us. Uh, I think they cheated. I'm not entirely certain. (laughs) what How,
0: okay. How did they (laughs) cheat? Tell me how they cheated last night.
4: I don't know. They were drinking too much, I think.
0: (laughs) So that is a case where inebriation is a performance enhancer when it comes to bowling, right?
4: Yeah, it was. They should probably all be tested.
0: They exceeded the alcohol limit. Yeah. Beyond that, you're just, you're just too good. You're just too yeah, good. Yeah, exactly.
4: I know. No, they, they put it to us. We got boots in places we don't want to talk
5: about.
0: I'll, I'll be, okay, I'll be honest. True story here. long time ago, uh, when, I, when I broke my leg skiing, I had like, the, the cast below my knee. Went out with some, some friends to bowl one night and had to do it on one leg, but had a couple pitchers of beer. Six strikes in a row. Could never do that again. In my, I could never do that again. If I could, you tried. Even, even if, yeah, because I, I do when I do go bowl, which isn't very often, and I'm I'm really bad at it. I've tried to do that, and I cannot do that. But that night, man, broken leg, you know, about uh, two, three pitchers of Coors, you know, into it. I was I was ready. I was ready for the the Pro Bowlers tour. I was ready to go, man.
4: Yeah, I tell you, I've been bowling every week for pretty much the last eight years, and I still suck at it. So I probably didn't start drinking more.
0: I know, maybe that's your maybe that's your problem. Maybe uh, you need to listen to Scott and those guys do what the Lazy Boys are doing.
4: Maybe I've only had one Uncle Rio's Night Night Juice, and I'm not just not at that level of. Yeah. It.
0: So what's once, once again, we're not encouraging alcohol consumption for athletic oh. participation, but in the case of you and bowling. It might help. I don't know. It can't hurt. Yeah. Right? It can't it, hurt.
4: It definitely can't get any worse.
0: <laughs> okay, so I told uh I told Cake when he said put this together with uh with the eleven picks, the game, and of course the prop bets, that if I was you, I would I'd be uh, ready to go fight him over at Sherwood Park. Right? Ooh, with a, with, Sherwood I would Park. go fight I'm ready to go fight him over this. I'm up by four games. How dare you have eleven picks where any you know, pretty much anybody can come back and beat me. I'd be losing my mind. But I'm the guy that's four games behind you, so I bravo! Well done. I <laughs> think hey, it's a great idea. I love it. I'm I'm ready to, to hug him. I'm ready to high five him. Just like the day that we got Russell Wilson. I am excited about it. What's your take on this? Are you uh are you okay with it? You I'm seem conf- like you're I'm confident in
4: my abilities to be able to Hold on to at least a one-game lead by the time all is said and done.
0: Okay, I like that. That's 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 a really good, mature response as opposed to mine would have been. How how dare you do this? How dare you give anybody an opportunity to catch catch up with me? All right, so I'm four games back. So yeah, so Buckeye, you are uh,
3: in first place. Jim is four games behind you. Petey is nine back, and then I am ten back. So.
0: And by the way, I uh, still need a pick for the, the Super Bowl for our uh, Pigskin Pick'ems. Yes. Powered by Kissner Motors. Go to theteam1340.com. And then we hope by Tuesday we'll be able to, because we have to go through the company that uh, has tally up all the points and everything. Yep. And we'll uh, tell you who won the, uh, the Traeger Tailgater Grill from Fruit of Co-op Country and the gift cards from Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza. So uh, make sure you get your pick in for the big game over at theteam1340.com.
4: So, so right. barring a major disaster, I won't be last, at least. That okay. is
0: correct. That is correct. So, all right. So, here we go. Welcome
1: to another edition of Thunder yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: And that might be the last time we play Let's Ride from might, Russell Wilson. Might very <laughs> well, might well be, be uh-huh. the last time we play that from Russ. Okay, here we go.
3: All right, we start the national anthem. Reba McIntyre this year. The over-under. One minute, 44 and a half seconds. Over or under? We'll start out with... I will start Start with Buckeye. We'll go Buckeye, Petey, myself, and Jim. Okay.
4: Oh, so I can't just pace whoever's behind me. That's not fair.
0: I'm not taking uh, the, or- I'm, I'm the order here. He's doing this, so...
4: It seems like Tyler's trying to screw me as well. I'm picking up. up. I think
0: he totally is trying to do that. Yes.
4: <laughs> nice. It feels that way. Let's see. Minute 44. That's a long time for a song that's not like in de Vita. I'm going to go on. To...
0: Or the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway from Genesis. Or... <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Stairway.
3: PB, what say you? Over under a minute 44 and a half. I'm gonna go under, man. That's a long time. I am also taking the under on that one.
0: Jim. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under. Reba's a pro. Yep. She knows She she does TV. She understands timing. Gotta keep it tight. Keep it tight. It'll be tight. t it'll be tight under 144 for the anthem.
3: Next up the coin toss. Heads or tails. Rio? Tails never fails, baby. Katie. Give me the heads, man. I'm taking heads. I say also tails never fail. So uh, that's what I'm going with.
0: Here's where I have to try to, you know, go out on a limb on this one. Uh huh. Gonna go heads. I have a good feeling about heads on this one.
3: All right. The first team to score will be the Kansas City Chiefs or the San Francisco
1: 49ers. Rio?
4: Let's see. Well, since there's 11 picks and Tyler and I have already gotten the same two for the first time through, I'm not going to be last, which makes me happy. Fair enough. I'm going to go with San Francisco scoring first, though.
3: San Fran scoring first. Petey? I'm going, I'm,
2: everything in this game to me is Niners. And, and I'll explain why when we do the picks. I'm okay. so irritated with the Chiefs.
3: Uh, I am also taking San Francisco to score first in this one. Jim? I'm going Patty
0: Mahomes and the Chiefs to score first. Butker field goal Okay. Early on.
3: All right. So that leads into my next one. The first type of score. A field goal, a touchdown, or if you really want to get crazy, a safety. <laughs> Rio? Uh, I'd, I'd
4: probably go field goal. Yeah, I'm going to say field goal.
3: All right. Field goal. Katie. Touchdown! I'm going end zone, man. It's Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, I gotta go touchdown, Jim. You think it's a? I f-
0: never said field goal, so I'm gonna go field goal. Harrison Butker field goal for Kansas sure. City. All
4: right, the it's score. Still a regular football game. They start a lot of them with field goals, guys.
0: It does happen. You know, it does happen on occasion. You know, this is true. It, it, it and does.
1: Once
4: in a while, there's a three nothing lead flowing around out there.
3: <laughs> Every now and then. All right, the total score at halftime. The over under twenty three and a half points. Rio, you taking the over or the under?
4: All that being said about the opening field goal, I'm going with the over on 23 and a half.
3: 80.
2: Wow, oh, that's, that's kind of close, man. That's, mm, mm, mm. Okay, I'm thinking. All right, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I uh, think I think they're going to rev it up on Sunday.
0: I will also be taking the over in this one for the first half score. Jim, what about you? Two really good defenses. I mean, the offenses, obviously, they're not chopped liver. They're great. I'm going to go the under, though. I, mean, call, I think in the first half I think the second half they get it going. Yeah. But I'm in the first half I'm will make adjustments, but I'm gonna say under in the first half. All
3: right. Will the first in game commercial be from a food and beverage company, an insurance company, or other? Rio. Well,
4: I think progressive and the general are too cheap to get into the Super Bowl. Uh, with food and beverage put together, that's a big, big number. of I'm going
3: to go food and beverage. Food and beverage. Uh, Petey, what say you?
2: The reason why I'm so sick with the Cheeks is because Jake from State Farm <laughs> is like the NFL has just fallen in love with the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy well, Reid and Patrick Mahomes. How about those Nuggies? Oh my goodness, it just, oh, just gets to me <laughs> But anyway, I think it's going to be an insurance commercial
3: uh, I am taking food and beverage because I think More often than not, the first commercials are usually beer So I'm taking food and beverage Jim, what so about it's you?
0: Insurance, food and beverage? Is it, What about cars? So that would be cars. other I'm going to go with the other Okay I'll take the other on it Alright, The halftime
1: I'm Lamar Jackson
0: for Fred Lawyer Insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks,
3: man. I love it. All right. The halftime show length over, under 12 minutes, 29 and a half seconds. Rio, what say you?
4: That's just for Usher putting everything
3: together, right? It's it's the length of the performance of of Usher's halftime. Of
0: Usher's halftime. Okay.
4: I think Usher is an over guy. I'm
2: gonna go with over. Katie? Oh, yeah, Usher said he's doing uh, a tribute to uh black history music, so uh, I think he's gonna go
3: over man. I will I think he's also gonna go over and apparently he's gonna have surprise guests. So God knows who who how many of that entails?
0: The man is an incredible performer. He will go over.
3: all right, will there be uh more? or less than one and a half lead changes. Over, under lead changes, one and a half. Rio?
4: Um, oh, let's see. Two, uh, I'm gonna go over. I think there's gonna be more than one and a half lead changes. All right, Petey?
2: Yeah, I agree. They're gonna be, this theme's gonna go back and forth, man.
3: I think it will also go back and forth. I'm taking the over on this one. I'm going the over as well. All right, That's the- That's a low number. It is. The total combined score, this one I pulled from one of the books,
4: 47 and a half. Over or under, Rio? I know there's a couple of good defenses. Niners put up 30-some points, and they can score at will at times, and I think they have the tendency for big plays. I'm going to go over. I think this will get into the 50s. Petey?
2: I think it's gonna be an under. I think it's gonna be like a 22, 24, something kinda of like that.
0: Okay. Jim, over under forty seven and a half. Going with my defensive inclination or inclination, I'm going to go with the under.
3: All right. Our last prop bet before we pick the game. Will the MVP of Super Bowl fifty eight be a quarterback or a non quarterback? Rio?
4: Quarterback. P D?
3: Always the
2: quarterback.
4: There are no other positions in the Super Bowl.
2: That's right, man. You got it, Buckeye.
3: I'm going to say non-quarterback, and I think if San Francisco does win it, I think Christian McCaffrey is a big reason why. Jim, what about you?
0: I'll go quarterback. Fair enough.
3: All right. Last but not least, the winner of Super Bowl 58 will be who? Rio. The
4: old City Shepard
2: The Chefs. Petey? I'm going Niners, and if I have to see Taylor Swift one more time, one (laughs) more time. Oh, she hasn't been on that much. Settle down. If I have to see Jake from State Farm and Taylor Swift
0: (laughs) one more time. One more time. I'm just going to throw that TV out. I hope he's up in the the sweet with her. I really do. <laughs> Wearing <his> sweet khakis <laughs> sitting next to her just just to get under your skin a little bit. The
4: league and What's the... And, that, the press TV is
0: that'll be done by the end of the day today.
2: Yeah, the league and, and the networks have just fallen in love with these guys with both of them. But anyway, that's the reason why I'm taking the nighters because I'm sick and tired of Jake from State Farm and then Taylor Swift at every commercial.
3: Give me Brock Purdy Kyle Shanahan, Christian McCaffrey, and the rest of the San Francisco 49ers. They sort of helped me in fantasy this year, although not really because I finished last. But San Francisco 49ers, give me the Niners.
4: What was that? They helped you in fantasy to a last place
0: finish. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So really is that? (laughs) Maybe. Really uh, appreciate those players that that helped me finish DFL in my league. Yeah, it wasn't great. Jim, who are you taking? Okay, so how many have picked differently than Buckeye here?
3: Uh oh, because I need because I need to know here. Uh, you one, two, three, four, five. You okay, have five
0: okay. different picks okay. than him. Okay, and he's taking the Chiefs. Okay, so my heart, your heart, because I hate because I hate the Chiefs. They're a rival, and because of the connection to the Broncos. Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, the no, McCaffreys, mm-hmm. John Lynch.
3: Anthony Lynn, too, randomly. Sure.
0: I'm going Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> I want the Niners to that? win, but I, think the, but I think the Chiefs win on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I think their defense is a big reason for it. Yeah, their I'll be rooting so for good. the Niners, but I think the Chiefs win. All right. Our picks are in. How many times have I rope a dope like that before? Come on. A lot. Quite a
3: few times, actually.
0: But then occasionally I throw it like, yeah, that's what I want. I'm going to pick. I want the Niners to win. I do. I just think the Chiefs, I think their defense, people are falling asleep on that a little bit.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I just just think so. So anyway.
4: I knew he was going to pick the Chiefs when he asked how many already
1: were different.
0: Yeah. Good job. That's, See, you know me, don't that's you? That's a good predictor. Like, okay, yeah. I got to make sure because I, I don't want to come up short. Ah, why didn't I pick? Go the opposite.
4: Yeah. yeah. As soon as it was enough, I knew it was going chief.
0: Yeah. Because to me, that's where the, the smart money goes. At least that for me anyway. Yep.
4: All
0: right. Buckeye, enjoy the weekend, man. Thanks for, we'll for coming on. Okay. So there we goes, It's uh, the Buckeye boy.
3: In a puff of smoke, question
0: mark? No, 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 no. That's only for the Pope, no. <laughs> he's not a cardinal. He's not a bishop. He's he's a Buckeye boy. Buckeye so boy. there's there's no... There's nothing that... Uh, commi- you know, as far as any kind of uh, celebratory thing with that I was necessarily. Say, or what kind of positional accolades that you get for that.
3: He he, he is more of the
0: Irish goodbye type, sort of. <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> he is very much like that. All right, so... Um, we're gonna—he's gonna stick around. You ready? Yep. To, we're gonna do a little four Absolutely. down territory. You ready yep. to, to go here? Uh, I am now ready. Okay, <laughs> here we go. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> it took a second for my computer to switch between monitors. It's okay. It's being, okay. It's being a little slow today. All right, first down. We talked about this the other day. Kirk Herbstreit, who allegedly was talking with the parent or the dad of Dylan Riolà, of. He was going to go to Ohio State, then he was going to go to Georgia, then he flipped his commitment to go to Nebraska that uh, Kirk Herbstreet of ESPN supposedly told the dad, I need to have him go to Nebraska. And uh, Uh Herbstreet admits he spoke with Dominique Riola. He also acknowledges he has nothing but praise for Matt Rule, who is the Huskers' head coach. But did he really sway his son to decommit from Georgia and go to Nebraska? That's what the dad implied earlier in the week, that that's what Herbstreet... Supposedly told him. Uh, appearing on the Paul Feinbaum show on Thursday, uh, Herbstreet said that he addressed the controversy by saying that when Dominique Riola told Rivals.com that Herbstreet insisted his son should take his talents to Lincoln, Riola's revelation resulted in Herbstreet receiving no shortage of criticism, including from Feinbaum himself. But Herbstreet admits he talked with Riola or with the, the senior Riola about the son's recruitment, praised Matt Rule, but denied actively lobbying on the Huskers' behalf. He says, I know Dom, we're not great friends, but I know him pretty well. When somebody calls you and says, what do you think of Matt Rule? And you like Matt Rule, and you're supposed to say, Matt Rule's a bad guy. Matt Rule's an idiot. Matt Rule's a bad coach. Or do you say, I like Matt Rule. I think he's a good coach. Now, if that's how that conversation played out, I'll defend Herbie on that one. But... What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of the guy? I think he's a pretty good guy. I think he's a good coach. I think they're they're building something there but you and I both know in casual conversations you're going to speak from the heart and there might have been more said yes I, I, I question whether Herbie's being full disclosure on this if he's holding a little bit back I in agree. this conversation so I'll, I'll take his word for it that that's all their conversation was but it, but it count me suspicious that there wasn't more said in this, uh, this exchange
3: it's got a little bit of a stench to it
0: all right, we go to second down. Nuggets were in LA last night taking on the Lakers. Very emotional night at Crypto.com Arena because of the unveiling of the Kobe Bryant statue. And my Nuggets went there and got it done. They did. But uh Vanessa Bryant PD with thumbs up on the Nuggets as well. But um Vanessa Bryant, the widow of of Kobe Bryant, spoke at a press conference for the statue's unveiling. It was really emotional last night. It was really a really cool scene. It was. And um she said that those who attended the media event that any complaints about the statue would be pointless. For the record, Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has any issues with it, tough bleep doo doo. Wow! Is, did she say that? It is did. what it is.
3: What? I love that she said
0: that. Oh my goodness! Good for her. I that's, love that she that's said that's called that. locker room talk, man. <laughs> well, Vanessa Bryant, she she was married to a player, there so you, uh, you know, so she some of that must have rubbed off from. <laughs> From Kobe, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. So uh, good for just laying out there and saying, I don't don't care if you like it or not. Kobe picked it. Too bad. Too bad. So sad. Boo hoo.
3: Third down, Apple Music released a seven-minute-long promo for Usher's halftime show. It was kind of supposed to be like a parody of The Hangover. It was insufferably long. long. If you need to kill seven minutes, I mean, like, kill. Seven minutes, like murder, <laughs> massacre seven minutes. Go ahead and watch it. Otherwise, yikes. Fourth down, <laughs> NFL okay. honors last night. They did their fan of the year award, and it went to Tom Grossi, a YouTuber who does a lot of like Green Bay Packers content, but he also does a lot of other like so-and-so team fans reaction to it. And it it's like he's very funny. And he did a lot of charity uh, fundraising this year ahead of the uh, ahead of like preseason and stuff. If you get a chance, watch some of his stuff. Really funny, really well deserving of the Fan
0: of the Year award. Okay, very cool. All right, so that's four down territory. Time for this day in sports history.
2: That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this
0: day in sports history. All right, 1966, the NHL doubles in size from six to 12 teams, and the owners' governors award franchises to Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and St. Louis. 1986, Detroit's Isaiah Thomas scores 30 points, hands out 10 assists to lead the East to a 139 to 132 win over the in the All-Star game in Dallas. Also on this day, 1992, Magic Johnson playing the, for the first time since announcing his retirement, November 7th, scores a game-high 25 points. Hands out nine assists to lead the West to a 153-113 win over the East in the NBA All-Star Game in Orlando. Also on this day, 1997, Glenn Rice breaks two scoring records in an MVP performance, and Michael Jordan has the first triple-double in NBA All-Star Game history. The East rallies to beat the West 132-120. Rice, 26 points, sets records of 20 in the third quarter, 24 in the second half. And also on this day, 2015, San Antonio rallies from a 14 point fourth quarter deficit to a, an 18 foot baseline jumper from Marco Bellinelli with 2.1 seconds left to give Greg Popovich 1,000 wins in his career with the win at Indiana. That's a stay in sports history.
2: Petey, great to have you in. Thank you guys for the invite. This has been absolutely awesome. It's always been with the team. And Jim, man, we go back so long, dude. I know. It's absolutely awesome. And thank you for inviting the retirement dude. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, we'll have you back again soon. Sounds good. That's man. you. That's you, you. A little more time, you yeah. know, a little more free time. So, we'll do. Okay. All right. So, uh, enjoy the game, by the way, Petey. Thank you. And I and I really do hope the Niners win, by the way. Okay. Okay. I uh, do. I do. All right. 10 41. We'll take a break. We'll come back the other side. Cake uh, had the chance to talk with Isaac Jessup of the CMU men's basketball team. That's up next.
3: Craptastic.
4: Not just crap today. Uh, the team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
0: Welcome back, 944. Jim along with Cake. Maverick basketball team's on the road this weekend to Regis and UCCS. And uh, Cake had the chance to talk with uh, guard for the cover men's basketball team, Isaac Jessup.
3: Joining us right now on the Team Sports Network, redshirt junior guard for your Colorado Mesa Mavericks men's basketball team, Isaac Jessup. Isaac, good to talk with you. How have you been?
5: Uh, Thanks. I've been great. How have you been? Pretty good. You sounded a little unsure there for a second. Oh uh, No, I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm enjoying life. So I got to
3: ask you, we're kind of in this, you know, wintry, rainy, gloomy weather. Does it kind of remind you of home a little bit in Spokane, Washington?
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know, Eastern Washington, uh, I think is a little less gloomy than the coast, but uh, it, I think they definitely have more gloomy days. So, you know, it is feeling a little bit like home today. A little bit. All
3: right, let's talk about your career, and we'll we'll get into uh, some of the games you guys got coming up this weekend. A big, big road trip against Regis and UCCS. Let's talk a little bit about you, though. And, uh, you're originally from Spokane, Washington. You graduated high school at Resurrection Christian. You originally went to CU Boulder. And now you're here at Colorado Mesa. So just kind of talk to me about how your career has evolved. What made you want to go from big D one program like C U and come out here to Mesa? Uh
5: yeah, I mean uh I was I mean I was just a walk on. I was a preferred walk-on at, at C U Boulder. Uh, my goal there was to, you know, play under a great coach for one year or practice under a great coach for one year and uh learn from one of the best point guards in america at the time uh, mckinley wright jr and have to guard him in practice every day along with other great players there um so from basically uh you know at cu it was a great learning experience for me and um i was able to grow a lot as a player and so coming to mesa uh you know i think it was it was the right decision for me just because it was um you know, I'd learned a lot in that one year, and I wanted to play, though. You know, I wanted to be on the court, so that's why I, I came to Mesa. It, it helped that my teammate, Owen Kuntz, also came here.
3: I was gonna, I was about to ask the, about Owen Koontz. You two both uh, originally CU Buffs and Boulder Transfers, and so when you two were talking, were you kind of thinking you both wanted to go to the same school, or was it just kind of a happy coincidence that you both ended up at Mesa?
5: Yeah, I mean that, that whole process was, was really interesting and uh you know, Owen had told me he was he was gonna go to Mesa and uh I was looking at some other schools and you know, it ultimately uh Coach DeGeorge reached out to me and uh, I went out for a visit and I really liked it here. Um and, you know, it's it was just a added bonus that Owen was going there because we uh you know, we have such a great relationship and uh you know, we play we love playing together, so
3: So when you came here in 2021, the team made the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. You had 34 games that year with one start. Then in 2022, you got honorable mention, all RMAC. You had the RMAC all academic honor roll. And now this year, it seems like you're evolving even more. You're getting more starters minutes. You're playing a lot more for you. How do you feel like your career has evolved over the last couple of years?
5: Yeah, I mean, I would say the first year I was at Mesa, um, you know, I was still trying to find my, you know, I had basically no college basketball game experience under my belt. Um, so that was definitely a big learning curve for me was getting my, you know, my confidence and just finding my role on the team. Um, and I guess the last two years I've, I've been able to kind of carve out that, that role and find, find what I'm best at. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that that's probably been the progression, um, just finding my role on defense and being a, a defensive guy for this team and then also being able to shoot the ball well.
3: You know, we we talked with uh, Coach Kyle Bechet and and Coach Mike DeGeorge about this idea of roles, right? The, last year, a lot of guys had specific roles and there was a lot more specific goals and roles that the team had. This year, you're kind of asked to do a little bit of everything, kind of a jack of all trades. Is that, first of all, do you feel that that's true? And second of all, when you talk about how you go out there and approach the game of basketball, where do you kind of see your biggest strengths are in helping your guys get wins out there?
5: Um, yeah, so yeah, I would say your uh, initial statement is true. Last year we had, you know, an incredible point guard in uh, Blaze 3, and, you know, he our offense was kind of centered around him and uh you know it was very what i what i was expected to do on offense was very minimal you know just shoot the ball and uh play hard on defense um and then this year it's uh yeah it's definitely opened up a little bit more we're, we have a little bit more freedom you know we're playing a lot faster um our possessions are a lot higher um but yeah uh for me at least my biggest contribution to this team is for sure on the defensive end um you know guarding guarding the other team's uh best perimeter player usually um and that's that's a challenge I love every every weekend to take um and it's, it's been a lot of fun I like you know uh I like I like to be confident in that you know that I can uh, really help this team on defense and I, I like to think that the guys have confidence in me you know to take that responsibility so
3: We're talking with Isaac Jessup. He's a redshirt junior guard for the CMU Mavericks men's basketball team. Looking at uh, some of the just the raw numbers here, uh, you're averaging right now points wise uh, about uh, 9.2 points per game, just a little under 10 points a game, and then uh, rebounds averaging about two and a half boards per game. You talk about defensively and how defense kind of fuels the offense right if you take away possessions from one team you get more possessions you get more chances to score the defensive philosophy for this basketball team this year what do you think that's kind of been uh, been looking like and how has that kind of improved as the year has gone on
5: yeah uh you know we obviously i think it's important to bring up mac rinicker um and, you know, obviously the defensive player of the year last year, uh, and Mac has just incredible instincts off the ball and, you know, on the ball. She's a great overall defender. Um, and so this year has kind of been, you know, where everybody wants to make a play on defense. Um, but as the year has gone on, we've transitioned a little bit to being less, trying to get everybody to be less aggressive, you know, on defense. Um, instead just focus on our positioning and, really just staying solid because we know that if we're solid and uh, if we're in the right position at all the time, it's going to be really hard for teams to score a lot of points on us. And um, this year it's been kind of understanding that and understanding that, you know, Mac in particular, he can, he has more freedom than anyone else to kind of just do what he wants on the defensive end because he's so elite Um, and everybody else, we just have to, we just have to focus on what we need to do to help our teammates on on that end um yeah i'd say that's, that's probably been our progression this year um and I, i'd say we're headed in, in a good direction
3: we talked with mac a couple of weeks ago and you know a guy like him his defensive game you talk about and he's a reigning our mac defensive player of the year and he's the you know four-time player of the week on defense this year what is he like as a teammate in terms of how he can, handles himself practice, how he handles himself on the floor? seems like, you know, he's kind of taken on a, more of a leadership role and has obviously really uh, come about defensively. What is he kind of like as a teammate for you?
5: Mac is a phenomenal, phenomenal teammate. He, uh, you know, he's a great guy. He always is bringing positivity to our locker room. Um, and, yeah I'd say he he brings that intensity to practice every day that he that you see on the court uh on fridays and saturdays and um it's uh it gives a, it gives everybody a lot of confidence you know when we're when we're guarding other teams and when we're in practice to know that he's on our side of the ball and that he's uh uh you know at any moment any moment the tide can shift because of him uh because of one or two plays that he can make just like that so um yeah, great teammate, great guy. Always spreading positivity, which is huge. Um, yeah, just great at encouraging his teammates and stuff like that. All
0: right, that's uh, Tyler Franson with with Isaac Jessup with the Colorado Mason men's basketball team. You can hear more of that interview uh, during the broadcast tonight with the Mavericks taking on Regis. Ethan Jordan out the call. Pre-game for the women at 445. It's an earlier start both today and tomorrow as well. Yes, 445 pregame both days. Women tip it at 5. The men at 7 o'clock tonight. And then, of course, Saturday, they're at uh, UCCS down in Colorado Springs. All right. Uh, that's our show for today. Enjoy the big game on Sunday. And um, so for you, any big Super Bowl plans? Colleague uh, Max has invited me over to his place to watch the oh, game. Oh, very so. good. Good. You guys will have a good time with that. Oh, yeah. That's some fun. So um, are you looking for – I'm not a huge Usher fan. I don't dislike Usher, but I'm not I'm yeah. not like a big diehard fan of Usher. You looking forward to – Usher. I will performing. say this
3: because Rihanna last year killed it and I kind of forgot how deep her discography went and then I kept hearing like oh yeah I remember that song. Oh yeah I remember that song. Oh yeah I remember that song. And just like seeing her perform was like okay so I'm I'm thinking it might be kind of the same thing this year where I'll kind of f- have forgotten like oh yeah Usher was on that song and he, he did that song and that so hopefully he he puts out enough memorable stuff that people fans want to hear that I can go, okay, all right, I can get behind this.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be fine. I think I, I tend to think acts like Usher, Rihanna, others are are, are better for a halftime Oh, for sure. Mars because you can you can do more of a mashup kind of thing. It can be parts of songs. Yeah. I think it's tough for like rock artists, country artists to to really go out and yeah. do that. I yeah. think it's just really, really tough. Let's just gonna go out and play like three songs and play them pretty much, you know, start to finish and Yep. It lends itself. The format lends itself better to a, to an artist like Usher. All right, don't forget we'll have coverage Sunday. Starts at noon, kickoff at four thirty. Niners and Chiefs on the team. Jim Rome's up next.